You're listening to the Townsville Chamber cast. Essential information, ideas and news that matters to the business community of Townsville. Ahead of the federal election, Chamber's CEO, Ross McLennan, sits down with independent candidate, Angela Egan. All of the candidates will be live at our candidates debate breakfast on March 16 at the Ville Resort Casino. Tickets for the debate are now live and can be purchased on our website, www.townsvillechamber.com.au forward slash events. Thanks, Claire, and thanks, Angela, for joining us on this special episode of Townsville Chambercast. I mean, putting your hand up to uh, for run for politics in 2022 coming out of a pandemic is uh, is no mean feat. And uh, Angela, um, very brave of you. Great, great start to 2022, but always like to, to know the candidates just a little bit. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and why you've put your hand up to, to run for our great seat of Herbert. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me. As you said, my name is Angela Egan and I'm a doctor here in Townsville. I'm running as an independent candidate for the 2022 federal election. Townsville is my home and I've lived in the area for 20 years. I originally came here as a member of the Australian Army. I deployed to the Solomon Islands back in 2003. And after 20 years of service, I stayed here in Townsville to raise my two children. And now I have three beautiful grandchildren. I studied medicine here in at James Cook University. And I've been working as a doctor in this area for the last 12 years. Currently I work as part of a specialist team conducting major heart and lung surgery. Why am I running? Well, like most people, I feel the Australian political system is very broken and people have lost confidence in this current government. The government's inactions and important issues and mismanagement of things that are dear to me have prompted me to run. For example, the pandemic the vaccination rollout and the availability of rats when they actually should be free, the aged and healthcare crisis, women and children's safety and the spiralling debt and the biggest threat we face to our health and to the economy is actually climate change. I can't continue to ignore these issues and many other people can't continue to ignore it. As a healthcare professional, I actually felt obliged and it was my duty to act in the best interests of my own family's health and for the wider community. I'm standing as an independent because I'm not bound to any party agenda. I'm only answerable to this community and the decisions that I make will be based on the consultation with community members and based on the evidence. People want change and I'm offering a fresh perspective more and more strong women are actually standing up as independents in this election and it's quite exciting. We're saying enough is enough. So here I am. Fantastic. And um, gee, heart heart and lung surgery. Goodness. Well, we'll <laughs> I hope I don't get to meet you anytime soon for anything <laughs> else, uh, Angela. That's um, that's quite moving, actually. Yeah. Um, look, Angela, I, I guess, um, you know, the Townsville Chamber has been um, working quite hard on insurance and keeping costs down for families and, and the announcement of the reinsurance pool is been quite dear to us uh, and, and hopefully that will make some some differences uh, for our community here and, and costs of living and attraction and all of those sorts of things. Um, I do feel as though it feels a little bit insignificant but when I talk to you and you're operating on people's hearts and lungs so I, I will take a, a, a modest step back but um, you know what are the other major inhibitors that, that you see uh, are, are holding us back here in Northern Australia and North Queensland? 
Yeah, Russ, I agree. The insurance is actually a, is, a, is a big thing, and that's a no. Um, you should be proud of that. Um, but the biggest inhibitors that I feel are actually uh, and inhibit the growth in Northern Australia is the lack of federal funding. We see the Northern Australia Infrastructure Facility, the NAIF, and that was that was set up just to stimulate growth here in Northern Australia. It's got a budget of $5 billion, but that's really just a drop in the ocean considering the vastness of Northern Australia. But alarmingly, of that $5 billion, only a fraction of it has actually been spent. The other thing I see is the road infrastructure. That's another major inhibitor to the growth and to business confidence here in Townsville. NAIF was actually originally set up to fund road infrastructure, but it's still appallingly underfunded. And as you know, it only takes a, a wet season in tropical North Queensland to disrupt supply chains. I live on that road going in and out of Townsville, the Bruce Highway, and it looks great, but we still have to slow down for those narrow bridges and we've still had significant mortalities and road f crashes so far. The other thing, and it's actually quite important to where I speak from, is the actual retention and recruitment of professionals to the region. And finally, it's the housing and rental crisis. They are major inhibitors to people actually staying in Townsville. Very valid points, um, Angela. Sorry, I was just uh, moving my papers then. But um, uh, roads, um, lack of federal funding, uh, housing, uh, health, all of those major issues that are definitely uh, well attuned to the to the federal system. Um, my third question is around duplication and the multiple layers of governments that we have um, uh, in Australia and the huge um, issue and major cost that has, adds to running our businesses. Um, you know, we often refer to it or it's often referred to in the news as, as red and green tape. But the federal government collects over 82% of taxation in Australia. What ideas do you have to uh, streamline some of these complexities of getting money back on the ground and, and in particular here in Northern Australia? Yes, Ross, I agree. Australia has one of the most complex tax systems. The federal government revenue of 82%, wouldn't it be good to actually see that money coming back to the community in a productive way, but more importantly, a transparent way? Those three tiers of government, local, state, federal, they do add to the complexity. They add to cost and they add to delay. And ultimately, it costs us people here and businesses. The term green tape, well, that implies a hindrance to business, when in fact I believe the environmental laws are there to protect people and the ecosystems and the businesses that rely on, on ecotourism. The Great Barrier Reef being an example where green tape, as you said, or as you put it, is important to businesses who rely on it. Some of the ideas to help streamline the complexities for business, well, there's already state projects up and running, to help business owners navigate environmental laws. And one example of this is the Plastics Free Program. That was set up to assist business owners to phase out single-use plastics. There's consultants right here in Townsville and they work with local cafes, restaurants and the private hospitals to ensure they're aware of the new laws and the laws will be um, be become more intense as we move along. And they assist them to reduce, reuse and recycle to save money and to avoid non-compliance penalties. Businesses are actually finding it not that difficult to transition and it's actually cost effective. In fact, outside of Brisbane, Townsville has the biggest collection volume of single-use plastic. The rubbish in the environment around Townsville is huge 
and the reef is right there on our doorstep. It negatively impacts on our image as well and the image we want to portray, which is a progressive city. There's local groups in Townsville working really hard and they're trying to actually take it upon themselves to clean up Townsville and I'd like to acknowledge the hard-working group, in particular Tidy. They're, that's led by Mr Dave Dudley and he's got a, about maybe close to 2,000 followers on Facebook and people are actually going out and cleaning up and showing their photos. They go out and they clean up the native bushland, the creeks and the beaches. But the burden shouldn't really just fall to those individuals, business and corporations and all levels of the governments. It's their responsibility as well. Look, Russ, I'm not a businessman by any means, or a businesswoman, I should say. I'm a doctor and health is my wheelhouse. And I imagine that every business and every industry will have different hurdles, red tape, green tape, as you, as you said. And in order to understand those complexities and to find solutions for streamlining processes, I would welcome open discussion with the business community of Townsville to help guide me. In fact, I've been making contact with several businesses and I'll keep doing that. And I think, um, you know, in this world of politics too, Angela, there's, there's nothing more we can ask for than an open door to, to have a healthy debate and, and to give a side of opinion. And, and I think that's really what this is all about. We want to get our, our candidates into a, into a room and have breakfast, um, field some questions because, um, you know, the questions are always going to be diverse and the answers and the opinions should be diverse and that's what makes our community stronger and, and better. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and, and joining me today and giving me a little bit of insight. Is there any closing remarks you'd like to leave us with before we um, we have a, have a lovely breakfast on the 16th? Yeah, looking forward to that breakfast. Look, Ross, Ross, I think you hit the nail on the head. We need diversity and we need diversity in politics because it takes all kinds. Um, and look, honestly, I really believe that in order for Townsville to be a progressive city, we need federal funding and investment because if the federal government invests in Townsville, then that'll inspire um, private businesses to also invest in Townsville. The other thing we really need to do is we need to up that NAPS program. Five million's not enough. But the worst part is, is it sits in some mythical fund somewhere and it just trickles out just enough right before an election. And that just shouldn't be the way. Townsville needs and has an opportunity here to build, to, um, to develop jobs and why not? Yeah, well, we are the largest city. Uh, we, I, I used to say Northern Australia, but I had someone point out to me that you only have to draw a diagonal line from just above Perth to just above the Sunshine Coast, and we're the largest city in Northern Australia. So I, I, I really like that analogy as well. So, Angela, thank you so much for your time, and uh, and thank you for being part of this um, this very healthy 2022 federal election. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me. Ten minutes is just not long enough, and there are so many other things to discuss. We can't wait to see the attendees' questions and how the candidates respond live on the 16th of March. Tickets for the debate are now live and can be purchased on our website, www.townsvillechamber.com.au forward slash events. <laughs>